Hello, beautiful, and welcome to the podcast where we're moving the conversation forward about the choices you make in your daily life. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I'm here right alongside of you, learning, growing, observing, and trying to make better choices consciously and subconsciously. Together, we're going to become better versions of ourselves and have raw, honest, open conversations about the things that truly affect our lives. And maybe, just maybe, finally get to a place where everyone else's BS doesn't trigger us. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, we're just going to flow today, but do this episode is going to pick up after Kim's episode. And usually um, I like break it into two, but I've put like at the end of Kim's episode, like that's it. You're not getting a second part, but I did say we're going to come back and have a discussion. Um, Abigail got to listen to the episode though, before I took it away. Um, was there anything on there, Abigail, that you were like, I want to talk about that. I think the only thing that like really stuck out was I like the idea of, of the conversation around like, what role do women truly have in society and moving us forward? And is there any sort of like, is there, is there actually a certain group of people like that actually has any sort of additional weight. I know that I had sent you a message saying like Ellen Pompeo from, I don't know, Kim, if you know her, she's the one that plays on Grey's Anatomy. Um, she firmly believes that like, like people like actually are supposed to be the ones fixing shit because she feels like they're the ones that broke it. So I think you cut out there. So you said white people are supposed to be the ones fixing it because they're the ones who broke it. Yeah. Like Ellen Pompeo like firmly will like stand on of like, it is, it is my job. It is white people's job to fix it, to create the diverse spaces, to make sure that the, the projects that she works on are really a, a, vision of what the world she walks in because she's like we broke it we were the one that like did this and I don't I don't know I appreciate her her effort you know I appreciate her putting diversity first and bringing forth a group of people that do look like the world around her but I don't know if I would necessarily say that like white people broke it and therefore it is their their task. Well, yeah. I mean, if you just go back in history it. though, unless let's, we're all going to agree that I'm not a history buff, but <laughs> like white people weren't the first ones to start like slavery or um, injustice or, you know, division, you know, white people weren't even like quote unquote invented before this shit was invented do you know what well, i mean I mean, like, we, we just did a lot go ahead 
it's a lower consciousness reality period. Like that's Mm -hmm. the truth of it. And to be honest, white people decided that they were better than the rest of the world and decided to like amplify that belief system Mm -hmm. and go all in on it. So it's like, maybe they're not the ones that created it, but collectively their consciousness, that's what's ruling things. Like, that's the truth of it. I mean, when you look at our systems and you look at what the fuck has happened, like it, I don't, this coming from a white woman. Yeah, man, my lineage, they did some fucked up shit. You know what I mean? Like, and regardless of who started it or who didn't, I know who's perpetuating it right now. And I think that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't like everyone be perpetuating it? Aren't we all in the same narrative together? And even if you're not white but you're buying into what we were talking about perceived power are you not contributing to it as well I think you are but again that's like a lower consciousness that the the ideology that we can go and like look at perceived power and think that that means something in and of itself is a lower it's a lower consciousness reality it's a lower consciousness thought process so yes they're a part of it but like the people that don't know they're a part of it it's the like they don't have the awareness to even know that they're perpetuating something it's the people that know that they are actively a part of it and they're continuously contributing to it and to me what i see and this is me and this is a little bit of a bias that i have because i have a a a cousin who i am in no way shape or form in no way shape or form in communication with but he is an individual who is actively out there trying to he is actively out there perpetuating the narrative that we need a mass genocide against all races that are not white and he's in the chicagoland area chicagoland area he's a part of a huge organization there are thousands of individuals that he goes to these meetups with they meet on like the dark web they do all sorts of things and yes he is a hundred percent like his his social media is some of the scariest shit you'll see. I like I had to actively get away from him in any capacity because because of that. So either way, I look at it and I see these groups that I don't think are so prevalent. We don't recognize that this is something in everyday life, but this is something in everyday life. There are people who are actively working towards this in whatever capacity every day. And the only people that I know that are a part of that are white people, at least in the United States. Yeah, like obviously Hamas, we have all sorts of other types of terrorist groups that exist, but I guess my thought process here is that like there are terrorist groups everywhere, right? That probably have similar ideologies, but it's like against opposite races, right? It's against opposite genders or whatever, whatever it is. That's their own thing. But at, at the point that exists here is that <clears throat> the collective narrative, whether we agree with it or not. And I'm going to say this as a bold ass claim. The collective narrative is that white people do have perceived power. I would agree with that. I would. And I would agree with that on that. Even people of color being a person who is half white, half black also have that perception. Like anytime that I speak to somebody of color, they're going to be like, like I would say nine times out of 10 hoping that this statistic will continue to decrease um nine times out of ten 
they go into the victim mentality where they're like, I can't possibly get out because the man is against me, you know, or I have, you know, work, I have to bow to the master who happens to be a white person. And it's a problematic narrative, obviously, but I would say that because of because the narrative exists, it's also that that hand, that what what you can go hand in hand with is that by having that thought process, you believe that you do not have power as a person of color, as a woman, as some form of ex minority group, and the reason why you don't have power is because you're a person of color or that minority ex whatever, even if in reality you're really not the minority like yeah I mean you guys know I travel a bit of the world I get out of my box I live in Hawaii which is the most ethnic place other than London that I've ever lived in my life and I traveled to New Zealand very often and I'm telling you white people are the minority like they just are they are and I don't think it's a bad thing I don't think it's a good thing it's just a thing and it's very interesting to still watch people who think they're the minority still have that victim mentality I'm like you guys do realize if you all band together and rise up (laughs) like you're outnumbering and maybe that's not true when you go to the east coast of America and maybe you know see a bunch of white people but at the same time I still just don't there's so many more ethnicities out there now than than the white man but I do think it is this perceived power it's this lineage it's the you know inherent DNA that we're running these patterns with and it's interesting to be a white woman right now and living in this reality of like well um I I personally don't have any ties you know I don't have any strong like well I like I don't even like I'm a woman right like I don't have that like yeah I'm a woman (laughs) but are you gonna hear me roar yeah but not because I'm a woman I don't know I have like I don't I have that disconnect in my brain and I definitely don't have a connection to the, s- the color of my skin I don't have a connection to the color of my hair my eyes I just don't have those deep connections that maybe other people do whether that's right well, or I wrong think, I think you would have a large portion of people saying and that's a privilege that you have like it's your privilege to not have a strong connection to that because it but wasn't why is at it one a- point like taken away from you like but I'm it, wasn't, a woman, it wasn't right? something that was ever like used against and and I think that's where people tend to put race over gender pretty much all the time like yeah women have certainly had their gender used against them in a lot of ways but if you were a white woman you were less problematic than you know so mm-hmm. and I think that's why race tends to play such a large role in the victimhood you know the victimhood consciousness yeah and it it's incredibly problematic but and it it does like make me ask the question of like is there then a particular group that is meant to stand up rise up be the one right and I honestly truly like do not believe that there is ever going to be just one thing 
like, you know, I mean, the Bible talks about how the chosen people are the Jewish people. And I truly, I'm like, I think that was just something that some human that wanted to, you know, control the narrative of humanity decided to put into some holy, holy book and say that that was the word of God. And it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. It no. makes zero sense to me. But if yeah, there is one group at that moment, like even what you just brought up, like even in that moment that perpetuated perceived power, like, right. Like that was the moment of going, oh, well then the Jewish people, we have to perpetuate this narrative that we're the ones that are saved. We're the ones that are chosen. We're the most. So we're going to put that in this book. I mean, I, I am, I look at the Bible and, and to be honest, it's a, that's a political book. Like we have to recognize that, like that was a political book under any, anything it's Christian supremacy to me at like the finest. And I think like, that's this, like, to me, when I look at perceived power and like the, whether or not it's up to a group, I don't think it's like entirely one group of individuals. However, much as everything, we're all interconnected in some way, shape or form. There's like some, there's some sense of, of, um, collaboration that has to exist here. Like when I brought up my one cousin, right. I can tell you that his mind will never be changed by somebody who isn't a white person. And honestly, who's probably a white male. Mm-hmm. Like that's good. He, there, there's no way he would listen to a black person. He would talk to a Jewish person. He would, he, none of that. Like that would be, it's an immediate, he looks at you and he thinks that you are like the scum of the, the universe that, and that's, that's a culture. That's an entire perception that people have. And he, it's so in him that he has perceived power that he is this white blonde. Cause he is like straight up, like Aryan race, that he is this white, blonde, blue-eyed individual, and he's what is supposed to be here. And so it's like, how how do you shift a narrative that is so deep in somebody like that, that's so deeply ingrained in them? And we think that, oh, like, we should put the onus on Black people to educate white people about what's going on. I'll tell you, some of these white people, they don't give a shit. They don't want to hear what you have to say. And so that's where it's like in a situation like that, it's my, to me, it's like, no, it's my moral obligation. It's my responsibility to educate the ignorant essentially, because that's what that is. But there's other situations that are going to exist where somebody would say like, why the hell I'm not going to listen to a white woman. Right. And so it's like, then when that happens, who's the actual person that is best in charge there? It's like, almost like you need like a mitigator. You need somebody who's in the middle who can actually untangle the web of shit, but do it in a space that is regulated because we can't have emotionally unwell, unregulated individuals trying to shift a narrative because all that's going to happen is this emotional upcharge, this emotional swing that's going to exist. And what happens? And we eventually climb up this ladder. And now we're like at war. We're fighting that the, the tension is so high. So it's like finding the emotionally intelligent individuals with regulated nervous systems who actually can see the big picture and having those individuals volunteers tribute, man. Like that's what it is. <laughs> uh why because they're gonna go ahead my question would be volunteer to do what exactly 
And yeah. I mean, is it are they going into the lion's to... den as well? Is this like a death sentence? Is are they gonna get cancel culture and all that shit? Is this like? Maybe. I mean, I have no, I have like no plan. I'm, you guys have a reflector. I just see the shit. I don't actually like fix that shit. Like with the plan, I just tell you, you know, no, just kidding. She's but anyway, a, she's, um, a, she's a human version of a sociology. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how to fix it. I'm just going to show you. But I'm going to tell you what's are. fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah. And so like, that's, I don't know. I mean, but I, I do know that it's like, it's in every given moment. And I think like, I don't know where this, somebody said something about like, everything starts in the home. There was some, somebody said that, that like, that's where you have to take it back, right? You have to come back to your home. You have to come back to that, that small little community of people, like extend that out to what you know, and to who you interact with and who you touch. And I think like, secretly, I think some light workers are these tributes, like that I jokingly said, right? Like, is that not what you're doing? Maybe, maybe it's not that you're convincing people. Maybe it's just with your energy in and of itself, you're expanding people. Like, I know this to be deeply true. And this is wild to me, but every single one of my siblings has gone through a spiritual awakening since I went through mine. My brother is actively in his right now. And he was the one that I would have never in a million years. I was like, that man is not waking up this lifetime. I'll tell you what. And he's in the thick of it right now. I've never had a single conversation with him about anything. It is simply from an energy. It is just an energy. And like that, we know this with like co-regulation. So it's like, whether or not you are out there picketing, not picketing, Jesus, protesting, whether you're out there protesting and you're doing the damn thing and you're doing it that way, or you're having these conversations within your own home unit, or you're having these conversations with your clients, or you're putting shit out there on the internet. Like, is that not essentially volunteering as tribute? Like every single day, you guys, we show up online. We run the risk of having thousands of people say you're fucking wrong. And we're doing it anyway. So like, is that not what we're, are, are we not trying to dismantle the narrative of perceived power just by sharing our truth in the first place, I guess? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that it just starts with you, right? Like what is inside of you? What light are you shining through? What are you actually showing up and doing, right? Not just talking about, not just like putting memes out there you know, how are you living your day-to-day, -day, your your default energy? And yeah. it absolutely trickles down to a larger community eventually. You know, yeah, it definitely starts in the home and your family and your small communities that you're in. Um, you know, is there ever, has there ever been in history a group of people that did m like make a massive change without, causing more trauma <laughs> very interesting question <laughs> you know like we rise up and we fight and like you know we we have these battles and we have to like you know put our stamp on the world but did that not eventually trickle into more trauma for the other side or even for your side um I, I you know obviously with things that are going on in the world today it's always just like pick a side pick a side pick a side and if you're not on the right side you're contributing you know to the genocide or to the bullshit and I'm just sitting there going like yeah but that's just perpetuating 
more bullshit. We're just going to keep cycling over and over again. So even if you go in and say, okay, yeah, white women need to be the ones to change things because we know it's not going to be the men um, and you white people have the perceived power, like, I don't know what kind of shit storm is going to come along with that. Is it a good one, a bad one? Does it, does anyone, any collective get away with peace, essentially? Yeah, from what I know of history, the answer to your question is no. <laughs> right. It, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Um, because, you know, taking into consideration, like, what you guys have both said about like you know starting in the home okay let's let's go into the home of the person who is firmly against another group of individuals okay what are they learning in that home mm -hmm. why what are the stories that are being told in that home i'm gonna tell you it's not gonna start with you know well we just hate we just hate people of x race gender ethnicity there's a story. This type of person did this thing to me and it caused me to lose something. Dignity, money, love. And that is something that has been repeated. Right? And so the children of that person who has that story goes out into the world and maybe something happens to them and maybe it doesn't, but they see something that is reminiscent to the story they heard and it compounds it. And now they're going out and they're actively doing the exact opposite of anything that science will ever teach you, which is don't look for the thing that actually agrees with you, go out and try to prove yourself wrong. Instead of going out and trying to find the opposite of it, we have really excellent pattern recognition in, in our human selves. And we just go out and we find all of these examples of how it, how it is what we have been. If we're lucky, if we're lucky, we end up by happenstance, by luck, by divine intervention, we meet somebody who is willing to pay tribute, <laughs> whether they chose it or not, and gets to be the, the, the better example. But that luck doesn't necessarily happen as often as... I think we probably think, right? And, you know, I, I think it becomes, we have to, we have to be a little bit more uh, pointed, I think, about some of the, some of the uh, solutions that we talk about, you know, we have to, we have to consider those households, those people who are not going to have this like beautiful example of harmony and peace, right? We have to think about 
the harm that gets caused you know, yeah, I'm sure that there is like somebody out there who is like incredibly mentally ill and they're just like, it's just awesome for me to hurt people. Like, I don't need a reason. I didn't, I had, I had a really, you know, loving mom and dad and family and, you know, but if I'm being, if I'm being hopeful, <laughs> I'm going to say that the, the number of people who are just plain evil, just to be evil you know, without any trauma in their lives to like back it up are actually quite small. Yeah. And hopefully those people we catch in society and we're, we like, we're like, okay, hello, <laughs> hello. And like, let's, let's segregate you. Right. And make sure that that, you know, that doesn't get passed on. It's like, what the hell? Right more more often than not evil doesn't know it's evil evil doesn't go in and say i am evil and therefore let's kill everyone let's just you know ban everyone let's just get rid of everyone unless you believe the way i believe and you happen to look the way i look normally there's a story behind that there is some bomb dropped there was some you know family history that happened there was some name that was dropped there was you know what I mean like and well, if you're yeah. unwilling to look at the story we're just going to cause more trauma well and it's like you, you're making there's a couple of things that I wanted to say here it's like so interesting because back to my cousin when I look at him like his dad was a deacon <laughs> his and like they are not these types of people they were not these types of people but he had social anxiety and he found a group he belonged to, right? He found a group that welcomed him in. So it's like, even that it made me expand upon that when you were like, well, it's not just the homes that are like perfect that we have these. It's like the other homes. It's also everybody because we literally do not know what the fuck is going on in somebody's head. Can I also say that it might be very traumatic having a deacon as a father? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. That that's a good point of like how many people, how much of the trauma comes from people who are saying that they're good people, mm -hmm. you know, that well, they're saying, well, I'm following the God's word. That's it. It's like their conviction, because even when you were saying like, oh, these people aren't, they don't recognize, like they're not showing up going, I'm evil. No, they literally think they're saving the world. They literally think that this is the way that they're, they're so convicted in their knowing. And that's like, to me, this is outlandish. And I know this is big, bold claim, but you also know, I don't give a shit. So, I mean, I literally, I think religion has been one of the stupidest things we've ever developed as humans. One of the stupidest things we've ever developed. Like, do you see what the fuck we did like not only did we decide like i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm gonna even say it this way okay like jesus is my homeboy too you know he comes in and meditations does all the things but like you decided to listen to some man that said that he was god's son you decided that that was truth what i agree that i that religion just flat out like bugs the hell out of me i think that any like any individual that we would like follow you know yeshua i call jesus yeshua just for everyone um 
whether it be Yeshua or Muhammad or wherever, I, I think if you truly look at their teachings, that what they're asking for is not religion. They're asking for faith and they're asking for you to be a good person. I think that there is a lot to be said about that. Um, that doesn't possibly fit in this conversation, but I also, um, it also makes me think about ever waking up every day and challenging myself to look at what I believe and how strong my convictions are and what I would be willing to do if those convictions got pushed and ask myself, is there somebody out there that would consider what I would be willing to do evil, hmm. you know, to turn it around on myself and say, what if, yeah. what if, you know, my thoughts are not actually the greatest of thoughts? What if my belief system is massively hurting somebody? But don't you do that already? Don't you ever do that? I mean, I do it all the time. When I show you up do online, it all the time, right? I do it yeah. all the time. I show up online and I sit here and I go, you know what? I know because think about it, Abigail. Of course, there are religious institutions who would absolutely say you're like a devil worshiper. What do you mm. mean you can heal people? What do you mean you can move energy? Like you're a witch. Get out of here. Like that there a hundred percent there are belief systems that would say that and i think that's the space where people who are super in integrity they do sit here and they question they do sit here and they say yes i'm super convicted in myself but also i have to make sure i'm not damaging anybody i have to make sure that what i'm saying isn't going to lead somebody down a path that would lead them astray i don't want to be that individual and so it's like yes you have to be convicted but you also have to be so damn open to it looking a different way every single day. Well, I guess that then brings up the question, right? Logically of then, you know, with that, with that thought process, then what makes us so, you know, vindicated that in our rightness, yeah. aren't we simply the opposite side of the coin of all of the, you know, terrorist organizations, all of the people who are just as convicted as we are and like, what makes us better? I think like that's where it comes down to when I it's it's when I look at life as a whole. I think that there's and this is the only thing that I can I can think of when you when you when you uh propose that question is like looking at life as a whole, which side, which group, which individual puts all of life on one line and what other individuals stagger that. Yeah. I saw someone speaking about how, you know, the spirituality um, stuff that's happening now, right. Almost like the extreme opposite of religion is literally a new religion, right? Like if you don't believe, or if you don't do this or you don't do that, then you're not spiritual enough. And um, that was a, you know, I think all of three of us can sit here and say that we know we try our best to, to always be grounded in the sense of like, I don't really give a shit about your religion anymore. I don't give a shit about your, your spirituality. Um, that's cool. Do you, right? Like I'm happy for you. If it's like genuinely making you happy and you're not causing harm to another group of people, rock on. But it is that kind of self-awareness that you have for yourself that you can see in other people that they do not have. And as much as they're trying to uh, 
spread light and love it's like the complete opposite and it's it's that um I think it's that that cycle that we all just continue to keep running and that's why we're all still in the shithole right we're just still in this mess even though we have so much more consciousness we have so much more awareness than let's say let's just say like 500 years of ancestry right sure. I, I don't believe we're the smartest humans that have been on earth I just don't believe that because no let's be honest that's just arrogant <laughs> <laughs> but we know a lot of shit right we know a lot of shit and still and and we're still um i'm reading this book called truth of lies and she's like yeah you would imagine after some of the greatest hustles ever been done we would learn as a collective we would learn to not get fooled you know when the gr uh, uh the last greatest gold heist was a decade mm. ago mm. A decade some asshole got like JP Morgan, all the big banks. Uh, I think it was uh, the government of Thailand by shaving his gold ring, his wedding band into the samples. And you would think, you would think we would fucking know by now. And we don't. We just keep running these cycles. And I think it's because one, we all want to be right. This inherent of I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. My belief systems are right. And one, we're disconnected from our inner power. I just believe that if everyone truly had their inner power connected to, to even like 50%, right? I'm not even talking about perfection that most, most people would see through the bullshit that we're living through. All right, guys, we are going to pretend like it's 1992 and we are going to pause this episode. It's to be continued. This is called anticipation. If you have not felt this in a really long time, you're welcome. I think it's a feeling that we all need to bring back into our lives. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And thank you once again for tuning in and looking forward to continuing this conversation on the next episode. Thank you so much again for joining us here on Choices. You can go ahead and leave a five-star review because we're all friends here. But if you really want to move the conversation forward, please connect with us on our social media accounts, which you can find the links below. Have a beautiful week and we'll see you next time here on Choices.